0: Was it um, three and a half years, three and a half years that he told the king, he said, there will be neither rain nor dew according to my word for these many years. And then uh, James, the fifth chapter of James tells us the awesome, awesome story of what happened. James told us in, is is it the fifth chapter? the fifth chapter of James verse um verse seventeen. If you look at the your Bibles dear and let's go let's go through the Bible a little bit today. Can we do that? Uh, and um in the fifth chapter of James and how awesome this lesson is because Paul Paul picks it up James pick it up. See how many witnesses in the in the New Testament, how many uh, writers in the New Testament continue this story, so Elijah was not gone away, he says here um, let me start, uh, where did I start, um, verse 15 is it, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sin, which we do if he has committed sin, we do. So there is a hope of forgiveness. If he has committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. So don't doubt. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Confess your faults. Notice one to another. Don't go around and tell everybody your private, secret life. That's not what it means. You know, uh, that's a different thing your faults. Okay? Um, Confess your faults uh, one to another and pray one for another. Let me give you a little example off the cuff. But you can fill in the blanks and take your own. Your faults one to another. Instead of, you don't know when to quit eating. Instead of eating one pork chop, you eat three pork chop. That's my fault. I overeat when I sit down. You get it? And you had to that now. See? Uh, but don't go say, well, you know, I stole uh, somebody's pork chops, broke in the house. You tell that to the Lord. Are you get me? You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so you fit that in. I'm just, know you would laugh over that, but I give you really a little idea. Because you know your own personal life. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Healed. Okay, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is not just praying. You have to have the life. Okay, you have to be a righteous person. Somebody say, God has heard my prayer. You read it good. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Then he picks it up here, Elias, powerful or lessons. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. That means that like passions, he has all the infirmities, the weakness. At a time when he wants to not uh, come to church, he's sick, he's not feeling well. He's got all those passions, all those feelings, because he was human, but he overcame. See, you have to, he was tired, he weary, he said, Lord, I'm the only one left. If you understand I me? On the brink of discouragement, and you might feel that you're the only one. And you're, it's a race. Uh, you're running a marathon race, and you just don't stop and quit and take a rest and drop in and out. That's not the way you. Um, that's not the way you do it. You see, you um, you're in and you're out, but um, but you have to realize that you're in a race. Okay, a race of life, eternal life. And you can't just, no more than that, a runner can just take a break because they're tired and then get back in the race. Somebody else will take your crown. Uh, Even if you stumble, you'll get right back up. And I I saw a a race uh, the other day. I was, you know, sorry, and this, this girl, I think it was a Japanese girl, she fell down one of those ice skating races and she uh, uh, got an accident but she got right back up and entered the race and won the race see so not because you have uh, uh, something that come in your way you stop she could have stopped but she got and she put more force so you have to know how and she became an overcomer and a winner so when there are things that gets in your way tired I don't feel good. What do you think that is for? That's proving how much you love God. It's your test. Do you really love God enough? Or you love the bed more? Or what did you do yesterday that made you so happy? And you give all your life. Remember you smile and that. But when you come to church, you have no life. The world drains you. And that's what the world does. So when you come to church, you might sing. You might clap your hands. And you might preach and testify. But there's no life in it. There's no joy in it. You know why? Because you give the best to the world. So Sunday morning you're dead. And you you expect God to say, poor little girl, poor little boy. I know yesterday you were busy. Oh yeah, go to bed. You think that's what God's going to say? Huh? There's no excuse. See, God doesn't take excuses. Because he says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So all you have to do when you don't feel like coming to church, you begin to praise the Lord and see you will want to come to church. And uh, all of that stuff will go. I'm talking to you today because you have to learn. You want to be an overcomer is those little things that keep you from church. The excuses. Oh, I did this. Tell that to the Lord. Go ahead and tell the Lord what you did. And please excuse you because you did that. And so please remember you and bless you because you couldn't do any better. Tell him to yeah, try telling that to the Lord. God doesn't work like that. But this year man was a man of life passion. See, at all the infirmities, uh, he was a man. Don't look at him as a superhuman. He was a man. Lys was a man subject to life passion as we are. And he prayed. That's it. You have to pray. Earnestly. Not just a little like, you know, you can get up here like, you know, the choir and just day. Where's the life? Who, who are you waiting for to give your life? Huh? I told Aaron to go play that thing. And he did, didn't he? See, he did. Don't don't sit down and say, well, because somebody is not here. you You don't depend on anybody but the Holy Ghost. Are you all listening to me? You only depend on the Holy Spirit. So if somebody is not in church or whatever, you play the instrument or you sing or you preach, but church goes on. You remember that? Church doesn't stop because the pastor is not here. I go away. What do you do, pastors? Now you look around. Get your eyes off everybody and get it on Jesus Christ. So this man was a man of light passion and he had his eyes for a while on um, on people. Remember? Lord, I'm the only one. You ever feel like that? And you look around? But can God work with one or two? Can he? Can he work with a group? A large group or a small group? Uh, uh, can God move? So here, he was a man of like passion, but as we are, just like we are. You get up in the morning, you feel terrible. That, remember, Elijah felt the same way. But Elijah um, ran before uh, the chariots of Ahab. He ran all over how many days journey in the wilderness. So, and I can go into a lot of that, that he may be, it uh, goes on. He says that, uh, uh, that uh, he prayed earnestly. And that's that's the secret. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Then again, you remember when he went up to the mountain, um, the same was it Mount Carmel, and then he went up there and uh, he told Ahab, he said, now you go and get something to eat, he says because the rain is coming. Uh, and he, 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 said, he said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. We went over all those lessons already. He says, now you go up and eat something and get off the mountain uh, so the rain doesn't stop you because the rain is coming. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Now, if you're praying, uh, if you're praying, and uh, uh, you will hear a sound because the same sound, you'll hear a sound like the apostles when they were in the upper room. They heard a sound from heaven. That sound has not gone away. But you have to be earnest. You have to seek God more than anything else. If you're just, you know, casual and you mix it, that's what the devil asked. See, uh, there, we, lo- we all between two opinions, so we mix it up a little bit of the world and a little bit of God. Well, see, um, there was a there was a, a, a son of the prophet. They went out together. A uh, uh, vegetables to put into this stew uh, when they were cooking in Elisha's day, and one of the young men gathered uh, something, a lot of stuff, but he, it was wild gourds, and he didn't even know. Dump it in the pot, you know. Let's have a little more, and he dumped it and stirred it all up. What happened? That was poison. That was death in the pot. See, so you have a part of your spirit, your life, your soul, and you be careful of what you're gathering. And dump it in there. And then you mix it up. And so, well, a little bit of God. And a little bit of the world. A little bit of good. And a little bit of evil. And stir it all up. And begin to serve it to the people. Give them all it. Let them mix up a stew. You better make sure that you're not going to give God. Or you don't give God's children a mixture. It's got to be the word of God. The truth. God doesn't change because it's Saturday or Monday. God is the same yesterday. Today and forever. So Elijah said, "I'm the only one left," didn't he? But he goes on. He says um, that he prayed uh, before that the rain wouldn't come. Then he goes back and he prayed again that it would rain, that the rain would come on the earth. Then, uh, then, uh, then, then he prayed, uh, uh, and the and the earth the rain came. And what happened? And the earth brought forth her fruit. See, it's the rain. The reason why we don't get it because that rain Is not coming. And so we're not bringing forth fruits. What kind of fruits? The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Raise the joy. It's because we're not praying earnestly. So you didn't have joy today. What you had pain and headache and tiredness. Raise your joy. Because you haven't prayed. You haven't sought God. And uh, there's mixture in our parts. There's mixture in our life. See, this, this lesson here is wonderful. I didn't just make this lesson up. And you're hearing it today. Not because I made it. It's been there. I'm on the subject, and uh, he prayed earnestly. So God is telling us that's what you need to do uh, for you to get the joy of God in your life. You need to pray earnestly, and you have no excuse because this man uh, had traveled many miles in the in the wilderness, running for his life. But yet all of that, he had uh, his, his job was to begin to get God back into the the nation of Israel, who had followed Baal. They were gone, backslidden, and that was his job to pray. And he didn't know who was on the Lord's side. He didn't know of Obadiah until Obadiah re- revealed himself, that he hid a-, a hundred men in the cave and fed them. No, Jezebel had the same. She was a talker. She was a queen. And what did she have? She had, look what she had. Uh, the crowd was on her side. She had 450 prophets of Baal and uh, she, there was also 400 other um, prophets of the grove, right? Uh, they had all of that. See, so she had two groups of powerful, evil, wicked men. And here was Elijah. Uh, he didn't have anybody already on his side. Uh, or so maybe his servant or or son. He did not even have Elisha's yet. And you uh, uh, he, he, he didn't hear very much about his servant. That, that, was, that was with him. See, so there are times when you stand all by yourself, but you don't look at crowds, don't look at people, but looking on Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith. And uh, 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 yeah, you look to the Lord and when you look to God in brokenness, to this man when I look, see, he that is uh, broken and of a contrite spirit and humble himself uh, before the Lord. That's when you're praying to God and asking the Lord to, uh, <coughs> to bless you. So he said, I, I am the only one left, Lord. There's nobody. Paul in Romans, pick it up. Uh, uh, I'm the only one. Romans is 11. Uh, I'm the only one, Lord. And then he ran. When Jezebel told him, remember what she said? Uh, this woman, uh, uh, she was from the from the, the, the country of the Zidonians. And her father, Ethbaal, uh, was, was a king. And... Uh, uh, there was all kind of the occult and evil uh, that she came in. And um, she brought it over into into um, Israel. And then it finally went up to Judah by, his, uh, uh, by her, her, her daughter. Uh, she had a daughter by the name of Athaliah. Jezebel, uh, like a mother, like daughter. Like daughter, like mother. It passes on to um, Athaliah. And she was just as evil, and she, her determination was to kill all of the seed royal, the lineage of David. So, when her mother was killed and her son was killed, she, uh, uh, Ataliah, began to reign, and she wanted to kill off all of the, uh, of the uh, lineage of David. So, uh, Satan was behind it that there was uh, the Messiah would not come, the birth of the Messiah. That's what it's all about, Jesus coming to the earth. All of this that's going on out here. Is that the devil doesn't want Christ to return. See there's something of force. That doesn't want the kingdom of God to be established. But I tell you it's going to be. Established upon the earth. So uh, put yourself in the state of this man. And when he. Uh, when he sent his servant. After uh, the fire came down. We had that lesson. The fire uh, consumed the sacrifice. And he told Ahab to go on down off the mountain. Get something to eat and go on home. Get off the mountain. And then uh, then, uh, he went and he prayed. And then his servant, he sent his servant to look over the sea. And his servant, what do you see? At first he saw nothing. Uh, He says, go on back seven times. And then when he kept praying with his head between his uh, knees. And uh, what happened? The, the, The servant came back and said, uh, I see, uh, I see a cloud, a little cloud, rising up out of the sea uh, like a man's hand. And uh, he tells, "Go, tell Ahab, get on down." And then, uh, in 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 a short while, that little cloud rose up, and then it became black and spread all across. That was rain cloud. And uh, here we, our brothers, have used that, and that's tremendous. That's the rain coming, a little hand, the type of the ministry, apostles. Prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints. There's a, a cloud arising, like a man's hand. Uh, we had that song, a cloud that's rising up out of the sea of humanity. God has not forsaken us. We might not have rain for a long time. I mean, a move of the Spirit, and this world is dry and dead. But there's a there's a, a ministry, an, an Elijah's ministry, that's going to come. Before that great, we'll get into that, the great and notable day of the Lord. He will send Elijah, and the hearts of the children will turn to the fathers, and so on. And uh, and God will come and save us before that great and terrible day. We'll get to that. So um, Jezebel says, "I'm going to kill you, because you'll kill my prophets by tomorrow. This time, your um, your your life will be you'll be just like them." And Elijah feared. He was a man. Like like passion, somebody say if he was a man of God, he wouldn't fear. No, no. He uh, uh, he, he was afraid. And that's the reason why you need to keep your eyes on God. See, because the enemy comes in. But when he comes in like a flood, your eyes is on God. The Spirit of God lift up a standard against him. Without Jesus, you will go under. See, like Peter, he had to keep his eyes on the Lord. Otherwise, you went down. He goes down and uh, doubts come in and fears come in. So he was afraid when Jezebel sent the message to him. She intimidated him and he was afraid. And he ran. And then he left his uh, servant and uh, go on further. He didn't want nobody, not even his servant, to know where he's at. And he's gone. He wasn't coming back. He didn't know. He didn't know he was going up at that time. He went to um, a, it's a chapter 19 of 1 Kings. Uh, look at uh, turn me. Give me those scriptures up there. Chapter 19 of First King, and let's get uh, 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 verse 4 says. Um, but but he himself went a day's journey, a whole day, went further on into the into the wilderness. He went a day's journey into the um, the wilderness, and uh, and what? And he came and look at. He sat down under a juniper tree. He was tired. He was weary. And he sat down and he began to pray, uh, Verse. And he requested, he requested for himself that he would die. Right? That's where he, he wanted to die. Here, this man came of a tremendous revival, tremendous move of God. And now the next day or two. he wanted to die. And how forceful this woman Jezebel is. We'll get into it later on, into uh, Jezebel. You see. Uh, but I want to give you the lesson. Said. Uh, Uh, He sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Have you ever felt that way? I've had enough. I've worked on this job. I've done everything. And where is God? What's God doing for me? I'm the only one. I'm not seeing my relatives get saved. My wife is not saved or my husband or my children. I'm the only one serving God. Uh, uh, For years I've been praying and nothing is happening. And you sit down under that juniper tree, you know. Have you ever sat down and you build your own and you plant your own juniper tree in your heart or your bedroom? You know, you know we carry that. And uh, you go in your car, there's a tree. You go home, there's a tree. You go to job, there's a tree. And instead of rising up, uh, you forgot that you were just on Mount Carmel. You see the rising of that little cloud. You forget the rain that came. All of the mighty move, the fire of God that comes down. But now you revisit or you're going back to your juniper tree. Uh, You don't even remember anything that God did for you, do you? All you remember is the negative. And he says that he requested for himself that he might die. And said, this is enough. I've had enough. I'm going to quit church. Uh, That church, that pastor, that I've been coming here how many years. It's time for me to leave. Lord, help me. Uh, God just spoke to me and tell me it's time to move on. But God didn't tell you that. See, but you don't even know that. See, because you don't pray and ask God, it's a thought in your mind. uh, He requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life. But he he asked him God to kill him, take his life. But he just ran from Jezebel who would have killed him. So how much did he die? See, he just ran away from Jezebel. He said, take away my life for I am not better than my fathers. Okay, Uh, verse 5. Go on. and as he uh, as he laid and slept no no have you ever get tired and God has got he, he, he give it rest to his beloved and you're upset and you're worn out you're pulling your hair and you're mad and you're just uh, so, uh, so tired that you said I'm going to lay down and God so merciful sleep and he give it rest to his beloved and a deep good sleep came upon you and when you wake up you're much better mm, sleep it off a little bit he said that uh, As he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Give him something to eat. You see that? Arise and eat. Well, you might not get a cake, but you've got the bread here with all the distress and you're under your juniper tree and you're discouraged and you're white thou cast down on my soul. Hope thou in God. So you begin to eat the word of God. See, when you're down, discouraged, what do you do? Arise, get up. Huh? You, after your little rest, what do you do? Get the sincere word, the bread of God that you live by. Man live by the bread of God. And you begin to eat it. Arise. Get up out of that condition. And don't wait for somebody to show you pity. But arise up and eat the word of God. Open your Bible. Open your Bible and begin to read it. And begin to uh, my flesh is uh, meat and and, and and it's bread. And his blood is drink. Then it goes on, arise and eat, my beloved. Eat what? The word of God. The cake that he made for you. Not the pity and the sympathy you have for the flesh. But it goes on. And he looked. And behold, there was a cake baking on the coals. The coals of fire. Remember? The coals that touch the lips of um, Isaiah that make it clean. You might be coming from a revival. But you need to stay and eat the word of God. Uh, You'll go dry and you'll find yourself discouraged. But uh, arise and eat the word of God. Even when you don't feel good. And then he goes on. He tells us that God already provided the cake. Who is that cake? That's Jesus Christ. Baked upon the fire of the Holy Ghost. And all you have to do. Here's the word. That you've got to eat that word every day. On a cruise of water. See that's... uh, at his head. Cake and everything is right there, your provision. Reach, reach over and take up your Bible that's at your head and begin to eat the cake and drink the water. And you don't come to church dead and dry And have that excuse and you bring yesterday's problem and yesterday, you know, you were out a, you're worn out. And you know that you're worn out. You know you're tired because you've not given it to God. You've not given your strength to the Lord. I the devil wear you out. And you come and, since Jesus. Joy, joy, praise the Lord. And you're dead and dry as a donut. See, you, 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 you don't have anything. You have a hole. You can't hold on to God. You've got to uh, make your mind up to serve the Lord. And there he looked. Open your eyes and see. Look, uh, don't, don't look at yourself. And behold, there was a cake baking on the coals. That was the same cold when the disciples were fishing and discouraged. They saw a man on the shore and they were cold baking the fish. Breakfast was already made. And you already got discouraged and Jesus Christ already provided for you. And a cruise of water at his head. Uh, and he did eat and drink and laid uh, down again. Verse, six, verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again. Notice the second time, uh, the second time and touch him and touch him and said, arise, eat, because now you're going to go on a journey and the journey is too great. Uh, if you just eat a verse or two, or just eat a little. Yeah, you listen to me now. You, you know, you just eat what is Sunday morning, one little cake and a cruise on Monday morning. You don't eat and Tuesday morning. You don't eat and you go on through the week and sat, by Saturday. Day, everything is worn out. No. You've got to eat again. Really eat and Wednesday night another cake. Because that journey between uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and by the time you get to Sunday morning. It was too great. You had not eaten for a while. You were gone too long without eating when there's a when there's a cake uh, beside you. And a cruise of water beside you. But you didn't, you didn't rise up and take it. You took something else. You were carrying something else beside the eating of the cake. And that will strengthen you, say, for the journey is too great for you. Uh, the angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. for Because the journey is too great for you. You're carrying it yourself. You're doing it yourself. That's why you're worn out. That's why you're tired. That's why you don't have the strength to serve God like you should. You're up and down like a yo-yo. You're in and out, up and down. You don't have the joy of the Lord. See, and... Yet, I'm going to go to heaven. God couldn't depend on that spirit, could he? Hmm? You think he risked the world uh, uh, to come upon that spirit? You have to rise, shine, for the light is come. And the glory of the Lord is written upon thee. You've got to stop serving God like always serving God. In, out, up, down. We're more down than we are up. But we've got to get up and say, devil, enough is enough. I'm going to serve God. you got to remember now, that you have to have your personal experience to see the cloud rising up uh, out of the sea. The personal uh, experience of uh, taking side with the Lord, who's on the Lord's side. Where where do you stand? And he said, he says that uh, he said, and he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of the of the meat of forty day, of that meat forty days and forty nine. What a meat, What a what a meal! As some of us, we eat and in another hour we want to eat again. Because there is no substance in in the meal that we are eating. And forty nights unto Oreb, the mount of God. Next verse. Uh, it says that, uh, and he came thither. Follow me now. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, what doest thou here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Uh, God will ask you, what's going on in your life? What are you doing here? Uh, in this place of discouragement. Why are you cast down? Why are you going on like that? Why are you acting like that? Huh? How, how long have you uh, confessed Christ as your savior? And yet you have not really grown to overcome. And knowing not when the devil is testing you. You don't know that? We all go through tests. What, what are you doing here? Here means in that spirit. That place where you are. Why are you here? When you should be over there with God. You should be telling them. The people uh, that if God be God, serving. Have you just lost it? That victory, that testimony, what are you doing here uh, today in the place? Look at yourself. What am I doing here? Why I should be serving God and in church and love. What am I doing here? Huh? Petting the flesh and uh, discourage, uh, cast down. Uh, what am I doing here? Huh? Uh, it, uh, uh, where Lord, uh, uh, the Lord you, the Lord's asking the question. Right? What are you doing here? It means that God wasn't there. Uh, God was not there. See? See, God is everywhere. No, he's not. He's not everywhere. He's not at your pity party and your discouraging spirit. You think God is right there? Huh? Why are you cast on all my soul? You think God is there? But if you call him, he will lift you up. See, if you cry out to God, he will lift you up. Listen to what I'm saying. If you said, I'm going to serve God, I don't care what my parents do. I don't care what my children does. I don't care what my in-law, out-law no laws. I don't care what they do. I, as for me and my house, we will serve God. I'm not going to show off on anybody. I make my mind up to serve the Lord and I'm going to serve God. Amen. So, praise God. of Hallelujah. And he said, I have been, notice here, self-defense. I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. Our uh, God didn't ask him that. See, what are you doing now? You might have been blessed yesterday, shouting and jumping last night. But today you are discouraged and cast down. What are you doing here? Why are you there? Why are you in that condition? You might have been on the mountain last week. Don't count that. Uh, But today it's who you are right now, where you are right now, what you're doing right now. We go back, uh, even in our fellowship, we like to reverse. And we drive more looking in the rear view mirror than we look forward we always reversing. And I'm not calling names. But we go back to our founding fathers. What they did. And this one do that. And they, I, oh God I'm so tired of that. And we call them. But uh, and we just focus on that. But we don't know how to go forward. What are you doing there? Going back to this move. And going back to that move. And what they did at Azusa Street. But well, what about right now? Is God alive or is he dead? Is he the same yesterday? Or is he the same? And we go back and. Of my Lord. Don't you understand? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of driving in the reverse? There's another gear that you can switch forward and going forward looking unto Jesus, uh, the altar and finisher of your faith. He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, I'm the only church left. We are we're the only body of Christ. There's nobody else but us. We are the people. And you better come to us. If you don't come to my church, you're not going to be in the bride. Or you're not going to be in the first resurrection. You've got to come to us. Because we've got the goods. You come to me. Come to us. Uh, is, that the, is that the way the Lord tells you? Uh, or is that just a pride and something puffed up uh, there? See, I'm the only one. Look at me. I'm the only one that know how to praise the Lord. I'm the only So when you get on your feet, you're proud. You're proud as a a peacock. You know, you're stuck up and you show everybody your colors and your feathers. And oh, my Lord, look how beautiful I am. I've got a beautiful testimony. Is that what? You get up and you show off on everybody. And you're the loudest singer. You're the loudest testifier. You're the loudest preacher. Well, you're you're just making noise. Huh? And, uh. Uh, you go through a real test and you'll find who you are. He says. and he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. Me, by I, me, hi. You ever seen all that? For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, I, even I, I only am in the body. I'm only uh, out of Babylon. I'm the only one that's going to be in the first resurrection. So, brother, I better, I better, better, uh, you better listen to what I'm saying now, because if you don't, you're not going to be in the first resurrection. You better follow me. I know the way. I know the truth. I am in the right path. Come on, you read those spirits right there? Mm-hmm. Exalted. See, because when you're in the right path, you humble yourself. And you don't throw up on anybody. I, I, me, my. And then Paul had it right. Paul said he thought he was the only one. But God knows you. God knows you and I. And God says, he said, I'm the only one left, and they seek my life. So what you're going to have, Lord, if I'm dead? God never leave himself without a witness. If you and I die, God has somebody, somewhere, somewhere hidden. You're not the only one. And then it goes on. They're ready to take away my life. Verse 11 says, um, and he said, go forth and study, Lord. Look, at you need to follow this lesson now, Okay. Okay. I'm just going to begin to start preaching now. So you need to follow me. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountain and brake in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire what? on a line that a still small voice. Let's say it again and after the fire a still Small voice. Read on a little more. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in the matter. Notice all, all that went on the fire, the earthquake, the rocks renting it didn't move a real man of God. When you're stable in God, when you know the truth, when you go, you walk by faith and discerning, you seek only for the Holy Ghost, you're not moving when the rocks are rent or the fire. Paul or something nothing. You don't move. Uh, it's not even enough for you to cover your face. See you don't move by that. But there's something else coming. That still small voice. And he heard God. Okay he heard God. It was different from all the excitement. And what's going on in the world. All of the sickness and the evil that's going on. That doesn't move you. Uh, but you are looking for a voice. There is a voice. A still small voice. And it goes on. Uh, Adam and Eve, when he called, they heard the voice, but they didn't respond. Oh, Adam, where are you? See, it's the same voice that called in the garden. We heard your voice, but we hid ourselves because we were ashamed, we are naked. You know the story. Uh, there's a, still a small voice that's speaking inside Inside a voice that's talking to us. But are we listening to that voice? Are we listening to the fire? We the fire, the earthquake, the wind, strong, I'm, The world, the pleasure of the world, what the world, excitement, family, affairs, and all of that, everything else. You look at that, excitement, you know, but you don't hear that still small voice in your spirit. That's one to lead you and guide you. You don't hear that voice, see? And he says that uh, Elijah was still such a man of God that he listened to the same voice that spoke to him at Carmel. He still had that voice. The same voice that spoke to you that night or that day to go and accept Christ as your savior. Is still the same voice today. Amen. And it was so when Elijah heard it. That uh, he wrapped. Look at it. He wrapped his face in his mantle. And went out and stood in the entering. In of the cave. You see nothing moving. He didn't he didn't move. Huh? He didn't move at all. Uh, uh, behold. There came a voice unto him. And said. What doest thou here, Elijah. That was the same voice that was talking to him all the time. The same voice that told him to go by the brook. Then go by the widow's uh, house and so go here and call the fire down. He was the same voice. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then the next verse says, and he said, I have been very jealous uh, for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altar, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and high." Even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Then read on. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return uh, on the way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when, uh, and when thou comest, now, now here is another move of God, anoint Israel to be king over Syria. Next move. Uh, and Jehu, the sons of Nimshai, Uh, Shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel Mehola, uh, shalt thou anoint to be prophets in thy room. Next verse. And it shall come to pass that him that is, pay attention now, that him that escapeth the sword of Aziel shall, uh, shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth the sword. Of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Do you get that? So you have Aziel, you have um, Jehu, and then you have Elisha. These were the these were three swords, three weapons of God. You escape uh, Aziah. then uh, Jehu will get you. You escape uh, Jehu, Elijah will get you. Then, uh, then uh, yet, have I left seven? I'm coming back to verse 17. Have I left 7,000 in Israel? all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which have not kissed him. him. And you get that also in, um, you get that also in, uh, what is it, in Romans 9, Romans 11, 4. You can look at that, okay? Uh, Yet, next verse says, So he departed then, and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with the twelve yoke of oxen, Before him. And he uh, with 12, and he with the 12, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And then he touched. We will pause there and go back to verse um, 17. Go back to verse 17, verse 18, I mean, verse 16. Okay. And Jehu and Nimsha shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel, Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Verse 17 says, And it shall come to pass, that him that escapeth the sword of Aziel, then Jehu shall slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Okay now, so. We know what Aziel did. Okay? And we know what Jehu did. Right? But where did Eli- where did Elisha slay the false prophet? Where? Where? They give me the scripture where he slayed or slew the false prophet. But I can tell you where. See? Uh, and a lot of us, we misunderstand the scripture. And we think that because the translator said little children, those were false prophets. Those were grown up. See? They were, they, they didn't want Elisha. Okay, you've got to read the story real careful. That when Elijah Elijah went up, they wanted Elijah to be gone. And they didn't want Elisha. So what happened? uh, uh, You've got to understand, the Bible is not, don't care what you think. The Bible say that. Elisha was going to kill a bunch of them. And there was all the false prophets. God was erasing them. Jezebel, all of that. And here, but there was still a little bit left. And what happened? When Elisha, after Elijah was gone... And he was going back retracing the, the root of Elijah as our uh, master. these guys came out, Goha, little kids, you know what they were little kids Reza Isaiah tell you children in understanding uh, they didn't know the word just like you can't come to church and your little kids they, uh, you don't know nothing about God how oh, long have you been serving God but your babies little children, you've not be children in understanding uh, those, those all those prophets were not true they didn't they didn't love God. see? And they, they didn't want Elisha uh, to be over them. And so they came out mocking him. See, just like when he said, don't go up to the to, to look for Elijah. They went. So now they were mocking him. You go up, you ball air. They didn't want him. See, these were children in understanding. There wasn't a little bit of babies down there. So the writer and the interpreter said, well, they blame God and God shouldn't. They, they don't read the Bible. God says, those that leave of the false prophet, Elijah, Elisha was going to kill them. Now you find me where Elisha killed anybody with the sword. But it was the sword of his mouth. The sword of the spirit that was a different sword. And when they came out against him, God came to his defense and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. He didn't curse them, little five-year-old, ten-year-old baby boys. It was grown men that was uh, false prophets. There was a lot of false prophets and God was moving them out of the land. And one, one prophet failed and God said, Don't eat or drink, and he failed. And what happened? And the lion killed him. But here God rose up another man by the name of Elisha. Follow the course who wasn't gonna fail. And they came out, and you begin to attack the work of God. Go up, you bald head, and all of that. So God sent two she bears and ate them up. You can interpret it any way you want to interpret it. Go ahead and tell me anyway. No, these were little kids, the little babies, you know. How do you know that? Not because they're little children. There's a lot of ways to be little children in understanding. And if you can't see that right now, I'm talking to little kids. you got the little bean brain mentality. You can't see beyond uh, your nose. You can't see nothing about God and you know so much, do you? Right, yeah. It wasn't. He didn't say that. Well, I'm telling you, he did say that. He said Elisha would kill them. How? He didn't tell you how he'd kill them. And he killed them with a curse. And brother, uh, if he didn't, uh, if he didn't, and God, he just pushed them back. Push back the false prophet when they begin to come. And reject him in the Bible school or the school of the prophet. Wherever they reject him. And he established that God had called him. Amen. And amen. This is a wonderful book. Let me go on. now. Let me go on now. Okay. Alright. I need to go back to the voice. When he heard this still small voice. Okay. I'm backing up again. Because this is so much. Um, verse uh, 12. Verse 12 says, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And God was in the small voice. Remember? A still focus. A still small voice. Um, the, uh, uh, when the night brother Andrew brought a good scripture to make in, in uh, Psalms 89. Remember, give me that verse quickly. In Psalms 89 Psalms 89, what does it say? Verse, give it to me quickly. Verse uh, what? Just a couple of verses right there. 89 verse, you should be right there. 15, okay. Blessed is the people, notice here. Blessed is the people, verse uh, 15, read for me. Blessed is the people that know, what? That joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of Thy countenance. In Thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in Thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For Thou art the glory of this strength, and in Thy favour, O Horn, is exalted. So, so, so the joyful sound is the gospel, the voice of the Lord. Okay, Jesus Christ is the voice of God. Jesus Christ is the voice. And of course, the Holy Ghost working through the Lord. All right? Was that what you covered last week? So go back. We know of the voice that uh, that in the garden. We know about all that. But there's a, a scripture in Psalms. Let's go to because I have a lot that I need to move forward. I spend a lot of time there uh, explaining and going. But in Psalms, uh, let me see, 29. In the 29 Psalms. Huh? Turn, turn right there and get that up on the board. Psalms 29. Uh, it tells us beautiful scripture. And let, let me just read right here. Let's all read. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Notice, notice what we're talking about. The voice. Remember that still small voice? Let's find out some more what scripture does said about it. Otherwise you would never understand what. Uh, The scripture is talking about. See the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory. thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also. To escape like a calf, a Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divided the flames. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Uh, Did it shake the wilderness over there with Elijah? And so on. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. Uh, uh, The voice voice of the Lord maketh behind the calf and discover it the forest. And in his temple, do it everyone speak of his glory. The Lord seated upon the floods. Yea, the Lord seated king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with, uh, with peace. Now, there is another scripture in Isaiah. I don't. Is it Isaiah 20? That speaks about the voice of the Lord. I don't know how I missed that. I have it, but I didn't mark it down in Isaiah. But it speaks about the voice of the Lord. Is it 26? Uh, Somewhere around there. Uh, Let me see. But it's a powerful scripture also that uh, tells us about the um, about the voice of the Lord. If I don't find it today, I find it tonight. What, what uh, twenty? Uh, what what chapter was that? Twenty-eight, you said. Okay. No, no, that's uh, that's not it. But it's a beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, let me let me get it back. I'll get back. Let me leave that and I'll, I'll I'll pick it up tonight. For time's sake. But all right, the voice. Okay, the voice of the Lord. What you're dealing on for what the what the voice of the Lord does. And I showed you from Psalms uh, 29 what it does, and you can read that uh, for yourself. Now, um, okay. In in. Uh, huh? Yes, okay, but I need to go now to um, to Peter, and let me go to Second Peter, then I'll backtrack. Okay, so you'll get it. Uh, in Second Peter, chapter one, is a beautiful. That's such a beautiful scripture that I want to put it in here, and I'll pick up tonight with the other scripture. But in Second Peter, chapter one, go there. Uh, in Second Peter, chapter one, uh, I see what verse I should start because. It, the whole chapter is such a beautiful, beautiful chapter uh, here. Um, oh, oh, let me, let me see. Go down to verse, um, according verse three, okay? the time, according as His divine power had given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness, through the knowledge. of of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Notice here that voice. is true the voice that called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us. Follow me. Exceeding great and precious promises. That by these he might be partakers of the divine nature. Uh, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this. Give him all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patient godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, uh, it makes you that you should be what? Am I? Am I reading the right scripture? Let me read on. Uh, for if these things be new and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, but if you like these things, then it's the same chapter. But let me go down a little more, okay? Let me skip for time's sake. Verse yeah, but come to verse fourteen uh, when he's talking about knowing that uh, shortly I must put off my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have to have these things always in your remembrance. For we have not well, yeah, follow me now. For we have not uh, followed cunningly, remember, cunningly devised fables, when we make known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were I witnesses of His Majesty. No, I have to go back. But I came here first. So you'll get the message. Then I'll have to go back tonight. Okay. So I've not missed it, but I'm going to go back. I came forward to go back for your sake. So he says that we have not followed cunningly devised favor. Okay? When we were, we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm doing today. It's not cunningly devised favor. But we're with, we're eyewitnesses of, you see the word majesty? That's sovereignty. Majesty is sovereign. Okay? That's a sovereign God. There's none like him. He doesn't take orders or listen to anyone. And he does whatever is in his heart. That's God. Nobody else can say that. Because we say that, we die. But he lives on forever. Simple. Amen. Doesn't change it. Whether I believe it or not. Doesn't change God. So He says here, verse for, uh next verse is it? For he received, notice here, for he, that's Christ, received from the Father God honor and glory when there appeared. You know, Peter is talking about something that happened in Matthew and the gospel. When there came much, there was such a voice to him from the excellent glory. You follow now? When did he hear that voice? You know when. You know when I get there tonight. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we're in now. Who was on the mountain with him? Moses and Elijah. So we lay right there. We'll get to that. And we go in the scripture here. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard. Now Elijah heard the same voice. And that was a still small voice. When he heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle. Ha ha. He did. And that was the voice that Adam and Eve ran away from. And that's the voice that you and I need to hear and keep hearing. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him. Where? In the Holy Mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. whereunto you do well. That ye take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn. And the day star. Arise. In our hearts. Do You see how God works. Elijah heard a voice. Adam and Eve heard a voice. Many have heard a voice. The psalmist we just read. Uh, the voice of the Lord. And what it does. He thunders. He breaketh the cedars in Lebanon. He caused the uh, the, the hinds to calf. And uh, he brought you out of your mother's womb. Look at what the Lord has done. Read it again. In Psalms chapter 29. All the voice of the Lord. And what does it do now? The voice of the Lord brought you out of darkness. Into a divine light. What does it do? The voice of the Lord, you follow that, it caused the day star to arise in your heart. You ought to shout. Amen. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, we are to redo well. That you take heed as unto a light that shineth in darkness. What is it? The voice we heard. We were there in the excellent glory. And we heard such a voice. My Lord. We've got to hear that voice. He heard such a voice. And he's still speaking. And you might not see. But in a still. Small. Voice. As unto a light that shineth in darkness. Until the day dawn. When? Until the day dawn. And the day star. Arise. That's Jesus Christ. See. You're looking for. The second coming of the Lord. And a lot of us be looking out there at the sky. And oh, he's going to break the sky and come down. And you're looking for the day of the Lord. The return, the second advent of the Lord. And oh my God, I'm looking out there. No, the way you look is in your heart. Because Jesus must first come in your heart. If you cannot see him in your heart, you won't see him when he comes that way. See, that base star, Christ, must arise in your heart. You've got to hear that voice, that still small voice speaking inside of you. And Peter said, let me tell you something. I, we were in the mountains. I heard that voice. I heard that voice. And I'm not following cunning device favor. You know your experience with God. You know you heard his voice. That's why you're in church. That's why you stir yourself. You heard a voice many years ago. And that's why the devil cannot take that out of your heart. Your relative, nobody can take that out of your heart. You've got to shake the devil off and said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen. I've heard the sound. I've heard the good news. Amen. I've heard that voice. Remember that voice in Psalms? Huh? What we Psalms 89? The joyful sound. The voice that you hear. What well, well, blessed is that man or the nation that hear the joyful sound. What what sound are you hearing this morning? What voice are you listening to this morning? The devil telling you something that you can uh, stir and lift your hands up and praise the Lord? Is the devil lying to you? Or you hear such a sound that comes from the excellent glory? Uh, You hear such a visitation. You have such a visitation of God. that You have an experience that stirs your heart. He said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, the Bible. Be unto ye do well, that ye he take heed, as unto a light that shineth in the dark place. Where's the dark place? Where is? That's in your heart, in your mind. God deliver us. You who are sometimes darkness. Don't go back to darkness. Get out of the light. Don't resist the Holy Ghost. You don't belong to yourself. You think you do? No, you don't. See? Uh, or when you got that, uh, when you got that sickness on you, who do you call to? The doctors can't help you. Who do you run to? Jesus Christ. See, where do there's a secret place. There's a secret place in God that you must find. And if you don't discover that, you're just wasting your time. You're going to spend your time halfway between two opinions. But God wants us to make a, a total commitment to him. Is uh, it verse 19? Let me bring it to a close. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Ha. We run to he do well that he take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. See, that light is a voice. Okay, that lights me. When you hear that voice, and you obey. Until the day dawn. See, it shines into dark places of your heart. It's not outside. It's not overseas among the Eden. It's you. We've got more problem inside of us than there is in any part of the world. Look inside of us. Amen. Until the day dawn and the day star. Arise in our hearts. It's us, all of us. Me, every one of us. Then, closing. A couple of verses down. Says, verse uh, 20. Says, knowing this first. That no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Okay. Yeah, last verse says. For the prophecies, verse 21. For the prophecies came. Not in old time. By the will of. Men, but holy men of God's faith as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Right? Was that 21? By the Holy Ghost. So here, uh, Peter, and we'll we'll probably pick up tonight because I find that scripture in in, um, Isaiah that deals also with the voice of the Lord. And then we will go from there. And then we will go into the, the, what is that? What does Job four sixteen say? Yes, first Job uh, four. Yes, 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 uh huh, uh huh, yes, sir. And I couldn't discern it, yes. An image pass before my face yes they were silent then I heard a voice say, shall mortal man be more just than God no it's impossible see shall a man be more pure than his maker you never get there so God has to change it that's a good scripture but there's one in Isaiah we'll get we'll find that. but there's a good place to stop right there did you enjoy today I hope you receive a uh, something from God. What a man. Amen. Uh, Elijah was subject to life, passion, but he